Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. Four friends, and these four friends one day in, in the passage there say that they decided they wanted to get their friend to hope. So they picked him up on his mat and they made their way to this man they had been hearing about by the name of Jesus. As they're making their way there, they finally get to where they're going. But when they get there, well, there's a problem. Others were trying to get their friends to that same hope. And there's no way in. There's no opening. But these friends being determined, they were not going to lose hope for their friend. They, they climb up on the top of the house and they peel back the roof. They take their friend and they lower him down in front of Jesus. Talk about cutting in line. They cut in line. And they place their friend, they position him right in front of, of Jesus, right in front of the hope they had been looking for. Jesus looks on their friend. He said, your sins are forgiven. Get up, take your mat, and walk. Now, some of you are probably asking, what's this got to do with addiction? Can I tell you addiction is a sickness just like anything else? We can be judgmental. We can get upset, we can get mad, we can look down upon, we can think we're better than, but at the end of the day, it's a sickness. And let me say this also, every one of us in this house have a struggle. Yours may not be drugs and alcohol, but yours may be shopping. Me and Tori before service would talk about our love for shoes. And Tori was enabling me. He was giving me a, a, a website to go to and look for more shoes. It's like, Tori, you've become my dealer. We all have struggles. Maybe it's not shopping. Maybe you're just not a nice person. Don't look at your neighbor when I say that. But we all have something. But some way, somehow... We don't understand that it is a problem that needs healing just like any other sickness. And when I began to contemplate this passage, this scripture out of Mark chapter 2 is Jesus there in Capernaum. And it begins to, I begin to see this, this answer to addiction. See, the first is this. It says that they carried their friend to the hope of Jesus. Can I tell you today, you are the carriers of hope if you are a child in Christ Jesus. Amen. There is hope inside of you. If you've been saved and been redeemed and been set free, there is a hope that God put inside of your life. It shouldn't be laying dormant. It should be active. You should be using it, spreading it, and sharing it. I guess here's another word. You're ambassadors of hope. 
In fact, I'm going to get that t-shirt made. That's a good shirt. Ambassadors of hope. You see, there's another part of the story. They get there and there's an obstacle to them getting their friend to the hope. It was all these people. They were blocking the doors and blocking the entrances. Listen, can I tell you, there is a blockade, there is an obstacle that is keeping people in this world from getting to Jesus. It's called addiction. It's called addiction. But see, the, the second thing that the Lord began to share with me is I read that passage. Not only are we carers of hope, it is our job to look for an opening to share the hope. You heard what Sam said. He was desperate. And he had a, a brother that he went and told him how desperate he was. And because of that, he helped him out. Listen, I want you to understand that there are people out there that are looking for hope. They may be in the, in the depths of their addiction, struggling with whatever problem is in their life. But can I tell you, they're still looking for hope. And we just got to find a way in. We've just got to be intentional about saying, I'm not going to let this moment pass. I'm not going to let this, this situation in our life continue. I'm going to look for an opening. I'm going to find a way in. I'm going to befriend them. I'm going to love them. I'm going to check on them. But then the Bible says that they begin to lower their friend to place him in front of Jesus. Here's the next thing the Lord began to share with me. It is our role, our responsibility to place people in front of hope, in front of Jesus. Pastor, I, I don't know how to help someone in addiction. I've never struggled with addiction. I haven't either. I've never had a problem with drugs. I, I think I, I've drank maybe twice in my life. And, and even right then, I feel my dad in heaven just, just got mad when I said that. I've never been drunk. I've never had an addiction in my life. But does that mean that, that I ignore those who do? See, the greatest way that I position people in front of Jesus is just telling them about Jesus. Say, I don't have all the answers. I can't fix your problem. I don't know all that I need to do, but this I do know. I know someone that is the answer, someone that can take away your addiction, someone that can fix your problem. I know in the middle of your pain and your problem that God has a purpose for you. Amen. That I know in the middle of your stress and in your sadness, there is salvation. In the middle of your frustration and fear, if you have faith, there's a way out. If you can't do that, then invite them to church. Amen. Listen, I love to tell people about Jesus. It's my heart. Just get them here. Get them to church and bribe them. If you got some dirt on them, say, I'm going to tell everybody. If you got pictures, all the better. Bribe them and say, if you'll come to church with me today, I'll buy you lunch. I'll buy you supper. 
I'll do whatever it takes if you'll just come to church. If that doesn't work, pop your trunk, push them in, shut it, get them here. Get them to the Hope Center. Say, I'll pay. That's the last bit of money I have in my account, but I'll do whatever it takes to get you help. Let me get you to Sam. Let me get you to Spencer. Let me get you to somebody. I can't help you. I've never struggled with it, but that doesn't mean that I still don't have a responsibility. See, there's one place in my life as a pastor I don't, I don't have much sympathy. I don't understand Christians that are saved and redeemed and they keep it to themselves. I don't get it. Thank God that someone told me about Jesus. Thank God that someone shared the gospel to me. It's a battle that we have in the church. Is it a soul winning or discipleship? I'm so tired of that. First and foremost, we're soul winners. Matthew 28, Mark 16, go into all the world. Here's why. When they lower the man down in front of Jesus, I I, I love this part. Jesus didn't look on him and say, get up and walk. He looked at the man and said, your sins are forgiven. Here's the first thing. Salvation, the hope of salvation. Can I tell you why I love the Hope Center, why we partnered with the Hope Center? Their number one goal is not about just getting men set free. Their number one goal is getting men to Jesus. Amen. Years ago in our Hope Center in Wichita Falls, one of our first guys that came through, he came through, graduated the center. He now actually works at a rehab in Dallas, Texas. And He'd gone to the Hope Center because one day he was so high, he got in a rose raid incident with a guy. They pulled into a gas station. He got out of his car, got a bar, and started beating a guy up. But he was so high, he didn't realize that he'd pulled right in front of a state trooper and was beating the guy up in front of a state trooper. As you can imagine, that didn't sit well with the state trooper. He went to jail. But in jail, he heard about Hope Center Ministries. He came through and graduated. Right before he graduated, I said, Justin, I've got a question for you. Is this your first rehab? He said, Pastor, this is my 14th rehab. I said, well, Justin, what's the difference between this and all the other 13? He said, in this center, I found Jesus. And he changed my life. There is power in the name of Jesus. See, I'm telling you, there's a lot of people that will go through rehabs. There's a lot of people do 30 days. There's a lot of people that will, listen, but can I tell you that he gets saved and Jesus is the hope. So here's the second thing. I heard a guy from AA one day say this. He said, there are sober alcoholics. I didn't know what he meant by that. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, there's those guys and ladies that come in, they go through AA. They're not drinking anymore. They're sober, but they're miserable. 
They're not happy. They're not good. They're always offended. It's still about them. They're not drinking anymore, but they might as well be because they're making it terrible for the rest of us. See, the second thing he does is after they lower him, he says, your sins are forgiven. He saves them. That's the first thing that's required. The second thing he says is, get up and take your mat. See, the second thing is there's healing that needs to take place. See, I know of people that are in churches today that they're, they're saved. They're no longer doing drugs and alcohol, but they're still addicts. They're still miserable. They're still complaining. They're offended by everything. They get upset by everything. You know what I'm talking about. In fact, right now, as I'm saying it, there's someone popping in your head right now that you don't want to be around. You know who they are. Because see, not only do you need to be saved, you gotta be healed. Amen. I can be saved and not be healed of my physical ailment, but yet I believe that God is more than able to heal me not only of my physical ailments, but my mental issues, my emotional issues, and my addictions. Amen. That's why I believe so strongly in the Hope Center. Because see, once we get someone saved, now it's a process. There's a scripture that says that when a spirit is cast out, it goes through the dry places, the desert places, looking for somebody else. If it doesn't find, then it'll come back to its place of origin. It'll come back and find that that, per that person's clean, but there's a void. And the Bible says it comes back seven times stronger. See, not only do we need to get you saved, we need to get you healed. That that void that has been pulled out of your life because of being saved, that, that void that is gone, that addiction that was there, now it can't just be a, a place that is empty now. It's got to be filled with the Word of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit, the power of God, that we don't want you just saved. We want your life structured with the power of God to live and be who God has called you to be. Amen. See, that's why I believe so strongly in rehabs, so strongly in Hope Center. But here's the third part of that. He said, get up and walk. Jesus didn't help him up. The other day I was in the living room, my daughter said, Dad, give me a drink. I said, get your own drink. Got two legs. We ain't starting this junk. Daddy ain't your maid. See, we're the carriers of hope. We've got to find an opening in their life to share that hope. Amen. And we've got to make sure that we position them right in front of Jesus the greatest hope of all time. I guess he's the goat, amen. At that moment, here's our prayer, here's a hope that they'll get saved. That they'll understand 
It doesn't matter what addiction, what drug of choice, what bottle they drink. It doesn't matter. Jesus accepts them just the way they are. But see, after salvation, there's healing. That God's going to take away the, that addiction. But see, there comes a moment, as Jesus said, get up, take your mat. It's on them. It's on them. See, I shared this with you today. Because I believe as the church, we've put our head in the sand and we've ignored this problem. The government isn't going to fix this problem. The world isn't going to fix this problem. It's time for the church to stand up and say, I'm a carrier of hope. I got the answer. It's Jesus Christ. And I'll find that opportunity, that opening in your life. It may be the worst moment and you don't want to hear it and you don't like it, but I'm going to tell you that the answer is Jesus Christ. And I'm going to position you right there. And I believe that Jesus can save you, heal you, and deliver you. If Jesus can take a young man living under a bridge, arrested 26 times in one year, and now he runs a hope center and is sharing the love, not just of how to get free, not the lessons on how to get free, but the love of Christ. There's still hope. I want you to bow your head, close your eyes. If you're here today and say, Pastor, I've got a friend, a family member, a co-worker, a neighbor that is struggling with addiction. And I just want you all to pray for him today. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand right now. Yes, yes. Lord, I pray for every hand that is raised. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that, Lord, they stop waiting for someone else to go to them. And I pray today, Lord, that they would realize that they are carriers of the hope. That God, they will find those opportunities, those openings to, to share the gospel, to invite them to church, to get them into the hope center. Lord, I pray today that they would become the answer. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I have a second question. If you're here today and say, Pastor, I have an addiction. I want to be honest because I want freedom. And listen, it may not just be a drug addiction or alcohol addiction. But if you've got an addiction in your life, something you can't lay down, put down, and you're tired of it controlling you, then today I want to place you and position you in front of the greatest hope of all time, Jesus Christ. So if that is you today, you want to give, if you want to say, Pastor, I need help with my addiction today, would you raise your hand right now? If you've got, amen, 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 yes, amen. Lord, I pray for every hand that is raised.
Lord, I speak to that addiction. You have no power or authority over them any longer. I pray in Jesus' name, we right now rebuke it and bind it and cast in the very pits of hell and we lose from heaven today the healing power to overcome this addiction, this problem, Lord, this sickness, this sin. We pray today, Lord, right now, right now, right now, they find freedom. That they will walk out of this service today free once and for all from this addiction. Lord, let them not be ashamed. Let them not feel condemned. But let them realize today that God has taken this addiction away from them. With every head bowed, every eye closed, one last question. I want to ask you the most important question you'll ever be asked. And the decision you make today will affect not only the rest of your life, but your eternity. Do you know Jesus Christ as Lord and as Savior? If you were to die today, do you know with all certainty that you're on your way to heaven? If you were to die today, can you say, Pastor, I know, I know, I know that I'm going to heaven. If you don't know that, then today's the day of salvation. It is so simple. All you have to do is admit that you're a sinner in need of God's grace and wonderful love. Believe that he is the son of the living God, died on a cross for you, rose on the third day and lives forevermore. And with your mouth, confess him Lord and Savior of your life. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I want to ask you this question. If you would like to give your heart and life to Christ today, I want you to slip up your hand right now. Is there anybody? Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. I've had four raise their hand. Will you give God praise? I want all of you today, not just the four, I want all of you today to say this prayer with me. Why, Pastor? Because as you say the prayer with me, you say to that person that raised their hand today that they're not alone. (laughs) They're not by themselves. That as they start this new journey, they have a brother and sister in Christ that are right there with them. So would you say this prayer with me? Say, Dear Jesus, I invite you into my heart and into my life. Forgive me of all my sins and all my ways. I repent and I come to you and ask you to be the Lord and Savior of my life forever and ever. Amen. Would you give God praise this morning? I normally don't do this. I don't ever take up the offering. But see, I told you today that you can be a part of the solution. You can be the carers of hope. See, some of you may never share the gospel. You may never tell someone about Jesus. You may not even invite them to church. I hope you will. 
but there's other ways you can be a part. See, there's some here today that they have dedicated their life. If you serve at the Hope Center, will you do me a favor? Would you stand real quick? Go and stand. If you serve at the Hope Center, if you volunteer at the Hope Center, would you stand? Come on. If you serve, you're a volunteer, stand. Will you do me a favor? Will you give them a hand today? Don't sit down. Keep standing up. Y'all keep standing up. I want y'all to stay, 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 stay standing. If, if VT training, if you, the guys work with you for VT training, if you're in law enforcement today or if you're court systems, I want you to stand today. Is there any in the house today? Okay. See, these individuals have dedicated their life to helping those with addiction. They've gone above and beyond. You guys can be seated. God may not call you to do what they're doing, but you can still be a part of the process. Today, this is what we've asked for the last few weeks. We have been asking this for you to give a day's wages for our Hope Center. And here's why. Hope Center Ministries will never turn down anybody from coming to the Hope Center. Someone comes and they can't pay, they'll still take them to the Hope Center. And we always want to make sure that there's a bed open. This may be your way today of seeing that opening and helping. So in a few moments, I'm going to pray. I want you to ask what God would have you to give. I hope it's a day's wages. None of this goes to our church. None of this goes to our congregation. Every bit of this offering today will go to Hope Center Ministries to help fight addictions. Listen, do me a favor. Don't just feel bad about addiction. Don't just go, oh, I wish it gets better. Oh, I hope one day. Do something. Make a difference. Be the hope. Amen. Lord, we pray today as our ushers come down. I pray today, Lord, that you would lay upon the hearts of every man and woman to be a part of the solution to addiction. I pray today, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, that, Lord, as we give, we know we can never outgive God, but that God will bless us as we give to this ministry, an offering to be a blessing to overcome the addiction that the devil has released in this world. I pray a blessing over the Hope Center, all those that serve. The Lord bless them for their blessing. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.